Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey moms, welcome back to the Busy Mom Podcast. My name is Heidi St. John, and I am glad you're joining me. Today, I wanna talk about a kind of tender topic. And so if you have never experienced what uh, I'm gonna talk about today, I hope that you'll still listen along because chances are pretty good that somewhere along the line, you are gonna have a friend in your life, if not yourself, who struggles with a prodigal child. And so that is the topic of today's podcast. We're going to be talking about what it means to parent a prodigal child. Now, I'm not coming at this from the aspect necessarily of speaking about preventing a prodigal child. And I'm not even, I'll be perfectly honest with you, I'm not even speaking out of experience because, uh, and really the jury is out. We've got great kids, so far uh, three of them, Well, two of them are grown and gone, and our third one's getting ready to graduate from high school. And so far, all of our kids are walking with the Lord. And so I'm not sitting here as an expert on prodigal children, but I can tell you as a pastor's wife and as a speaker, I run into parents all the time whose hearts are broken over what is happening uh, in the lives of their kids. And my heart today, if that's you, my heart is really just to encourage you because there are a few things that I have noticed happen in the lives of parents when they encounter uh, this situation in their lives. So before I get into it, I just want to take a moment and invite the Lord into this conversation. Father, thank you so much for your word, for the hope that we have, Lord, in following you and the hope that you've given us through Jesus, the grace, Lord, that has been poured out on our lives, not because of anything that we've done, but because of something that you have done. And so, Lord, I would pray for every parent that is listening to this today. Many of them have been hurt. Many of them are hurting right now. Many of them have been praying for years for a child who has uh, gone astray and walked away from you. Lord, I pray that your healing salve, that your Holy Spirit, Lord, would just comfort those parents. Lord, I pray that you would meet us here today. And we thank you because you say in your word that where two or three are gathered in your name, you're among them. And so we invite you here into this conversation and into our lives, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen. You know, before we can ever really dig into the topic of parenting, I think it's important as believers that we go first to the Word of God. And I want to just acknowledge some things about prodigals right off the top. The first thing is that it hurts to have a wayward child. And the Bible talks about that. The Bible acknowledges the pain of a wayward child. Proverbs 17, 25 says, A foolish son brings grief to his father and bitterness to the one who bore him. And down in Proverbs 10, we read, A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. And I know from speaking to many of uh, my friends 
and women who I've had the privilege of walking this road with over my last uh, 24 years of parenting, that it can be, the Bible's absolutely right, it can bring grief and bitterness and sorrow into the life of a parent. And my heart today is to really speak to the ministry that you can have as the parent of a prodigal, of what God could do through your life. Because I've talked to so many moms recently even. I just talked to a woman uh, not too long ago who said to me, you know what, my husband was in ministry for the longest time and our son walked away from the Lord. He got a girl pregnant. He's he's completely abandoned the faith. These are homeschooled kids too. And by the way, I know that this isn't probably um, what you guys want to hear, but the truth is, and I've said this from the platform many times, and I'll continue to say it uh, both in my writing and through radio, uh, homeschooling is not going to save your kids. It's not going to keep them from walking away from the Lord. It's not going to protect them from the world. We're not here as parents to insulate our children. The best that we can do is to teach them to love the Lord, and we do the best we can, and then we, we leave the results up to God, and our kids get to make a choice. But for this mom to come up to me and say that she felt that somehow she had been disqualified from ministry— and disqualified from speaking into the lives of other moms because her son had made this terrible decision, I think is the enemy himself. That is the enemy. The Bible says that Satan comes to kill and steal and destroy. And if you want to get to the heart of a mom, if you want to take a mom or dad out, particularly Christian moms, uh, this is a great way to do it. It brings discouragement and depression and uh and, and ultimately defeat in the life of a believer when we allow the, the enemy to lie to us about our usefulness to the Lord and about what God would want us to do, even though our children have chosen to walk away from the Lord. Isaiah 49, 20, 25 says, this is what the Lord says. Yes, captives will be taken warriors and plunder retrieved from the fierce. I will contend with those who contend with you and your children I will save. In John 16, the Bible says, I've told you these things that you would have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You see, the battle with the enemy is not ours, you guys. The battle belongs to the Lord. And I think so often, particularly as moms, we internalize the pain that comes from watching our child make a wrong decision and walk away from the Lord. Oftentimes, uh, I think to the point of disengaging completely with our other children and disengaging from ministry. And I'm here just to tell you today, God wants to use you right where you are. He wants to use you in your brokenness. He wants to use your story. If you're listening to this right now and and you're walking maybe for the first time through the situation with a friend or the story of a prodigal in your own life is relatively fresh, I want to encourage you not to let Satan begin to lie to you about your worth before the Lord and your worth as a mom. We do the best things that we can for our kids. And one of the best things that you can do, certainly um, first, is to pray. Pray, pray, pray. Pray for your kids. The Lord hears you. The Bible says that he is near to the brokenhearted. He is close to you and your child with your crushed spirit and your broken heart. God wants to meet you in the middle of your brokenness. Pray for your child's correction. Pray for direction. Pray for protection. 
our kids need the prayers of their parents. And I think oftentimes our first response, and I know this has been true in my own life, my husband and I have walked through some really deep water with um, with members of my family since I was a young adult. Really deep water. And I can remember staying up late at night and just wringing my hands uh, over a, a teenager that I felt responsible for who was making very poor decisions. And I would stay up until three and four in the morning and I would pray and I would cry out to the Lord. And those wrong decisions kept happening and kept happening. And finally, one day, the Lord just said to me, Heidi, who do you think you are? You know, you're trying to be God in the life of this precious individual who I love. And so my prayers began to be more focused on what I could do in the middle of this pain. Because the decisions that I was making to try to control this young person weren't having any effect. And all it was doing really was discouraging me and frustrating me and keeping me from God's purpose in my own life. So when you get on your knees and you pray for your friend or your friend's child, or maybe you're praying for your own child, remember that even though they're in over their head, God is there. God can meet them right where they are, and he will meet you right where you are. Next thing I want to encourage you to do is just love, 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 love. We need to love each other. Man, you guys, what would it be like if we as the Christian community was known for grace? If we're known for grace, you know, there's a big difference between uh, loving somebody who is going through a difficult season and excusing sin. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. As believers, we need to be prepared to give an answer. We need to be able to show discernment, and discernment comes from the Lord. But it's not the absence of love. We can love each other. We can love our kids as they make decisions that we wish they wouldn't make. I have a dear friend who's gone through some pretty tough stuff in her life, and as I'm watching her deal with some things with her daughter, I have been so impressed by this woman's ability to see through it, even though we have both, she and I, spent many, many long conversations together on the phone, crying and talking about this and praying together. But as I've watched this wonderful mother walking through the situation with her daughter, the thing that has shown to me the most is that she is recognizing that the battle does not belong to her. And so she's able to love her daughter even in spite of the pain. And she's been able to keep those lines of communication open with her kids. So I want to encourage you, keep those lines of communication open with your children, even if you're walking through this. I believe with all my heart that the battle that we're fighting over our kids is a spiritual battle. I'm in the middle right now of writing a new book, and it is largely about this topic, just about the importance of spiritual warfare and understanding what is at stake. We live in a generation right now where I believe it is absolutely entirely possible for us to begin to see the persecution of Christians in this country. And we've got an entire generation of children who are spiritually at risk, not because we don't have access to the Bible and to the Word of God, but because we're not reading it ourselves. We take so much responsibility on ourselves instead of going to the Word of God. And that is exactly where we need to be found as believers. Romans 8.38 says, For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. God loves you, precious mom. He loves you right where you are. 
He loves your child no matter where he or she is, and you can hold your head up high and ask the Lord to continue to work through your life. Don't let the enemy lie to you about who you are in Christ. Don't let Satan tell you that you are worth any less than a daughter of the King of Kings. God will use your story. He will redeem it. He sees you, he loves you, and he loves your child. Keep praising. Keep praying. Don't lose hope. I also want to encourage you, don't let the world discourage you because of what has happened in the life of your child. Don't let the world discourage you. Anticipate instead what God can do. God is a God of restoration. God is a healer. He desires that your child would be restored. So pray constantly for your child, not necessarily for what is wanted by you, but for what God would want in the life of your child. And then wait patiently and see what God will do. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.